the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Eighty-five percent of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Satan's pretty cool. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Fake Ritual, the podcast, your guide to pop culture and the occult. I'm your host, Lucas Sloppy, and if I sound a little weird, it's because my microphone broke and I am currently recording on my phone from inside a closet, so I'm going to make this short and sweet. For this week's episode, I sat down with my friend, Emily Burnett. We met sometime back in around 2008-2009 when I was living in Erie, Pennsylvania. We met at a party and we've been yucking it up ever since. Some years ago she moved back to Michigan, her home state, and we've stayed in touch, but this is the first time we've really got to talk since the pandemic hit, and it was a really good time. We got into it about our shared love, Nicktoons. And as you'll come to find, Emily has a very contagious laugh, and it's just a really fun conversation. Whether or not you grew up with Nickelodeon, I hope you enjoy my conversation with the one, the only, the delightful Emily Burnett. Well, I am sitting here with my longtime friend, a Renaissance woman, and longtime self-oppressed psychic, Emily Burnett. Hello, Emily. <laughs> Hello, Lucas. <laughs> well, yeah, tell me, self-oppressed psychic, why? I Self-oppressed psychic because I feel like knowing things is scary. <laughs> yes. Knowing things is scary. I think that I'm just really empathetic. Okay. And it comes off sometimes to myself or to my friends like i'm actually just reading their minds because i'm just like reading their body and their you know their face and you know thinking of their entire situation and like i'm able to kind of like put myself in their shoes and then i i don't know but then i start to sometimes i really do can predict things well, that yeah. happen in my experience, anybody that is not at least somewhat put off by their own quote unquote psychic abilities, whatever you want to think those are, whether it's just heavy intuition or actually something supernatural, people that are super about it, I wouldn't trust them to do like if you're writing books about your psychic shit, I'm like, uh, you probably fucked it up as soon as you let money come into it. So yeah. don't sell out, Emily. Yeah, Except I would never. to come on Fake Ritual, the well, podcast. You, are you paying me? And we'll talk about that after. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I'm going to open with my usual question, kind of uh, to break the ice. What pop culture has been helping you get through that Michigan winter? I forgot to mention you're up there in Michigan. 
how, well, how I, you been passing long, the time? Longest winter of my life. Um, well, I, I've recently gotten into Baywatch. <laughs> All right. There's I did not Baywatch. psychically predict that one coming at me. Okay. I am not <laughs> a psychic by far. Tell me more about There's a about Baywatch, Baywatch channel on TV Plus, and we just have it on. It's the default channel because it's so peaceful. When I was younger, I thought it was like porn. Like my, <laughs> yeah. I like, grew up Catholic, and my parents like convinced me that Baywatch was porn. Yeah, I it was know. always said salaciously. Like, what are you yeah. watching, Baywatch? But it's really like super calming, just babes in bathing suits that don't go anywhere, and they're just like saving lives. Mm -hmm. There's no sex. There's no, they're not even mean to each other. Hmm. It's a bunch of women saving lives. It's super wholesome. I don't understand why I always thought it was like gross. Well, now, so I've gotten into that. <laughs> well, I, as a follow-up follow up question, any yeah. sort of supernatural episodes or, you know, even like pointing to that, any kind of urban legend, I feel feel like a lot of shows will surprise you with at least a one-off where they're talking to a psychic to solve a crime or, you know, they think it's a ghost, but it's actually just, you know, Scooby-Doo style, some human yeah. villain. Not that I've seen, but I can totally see them like, you know, finding something on the beach, some sort of talisman, and then like curses start happening at at Baywatch and, you know, they have to like figure out what's going on. But I haven't seen that episode, but I would watch it and love it a okay lot. yeah i can totally see that happening as well yeah uh pop culture you know helps you now get through that michigan winter uh have you always dug pop culture has it always been something you gravitate towards i i think truthfully yes but i think as a as a kid probably i would have told you no mm. because that was it wasn't cool to like pop music or yeah, you, you to like nineties so. grew up in the nineties. My sisters were five and six years older than me, my closest sisters to me. And they were like totally grunge, wore the flannels around their waist and listened to Nirvana and like, you know, were just like really mad all the time. And they'd tell me that, you know, they would tell me I'm a poser if I'm listening to Backstreet Boys. So I How had old to were they when they were listen in secret. I probably 15, so that'd make me like 10. I mean, I was little. <laughs> you were a poser. I think every 10-year-old is a poser. <laughs> right. Like I had like, you know, my shirt probably said like Mountain Dew. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grown-up Christian, mine probably said Mountain Dew, but it, or it didn't say Mountain Dew. It looked like a Mountain Dew logo, but just said like Christ saves or you know <laughs> those <laughs> yeah. old t-shirts at the bible yeah. bookstore yeah yeah uh, i didn't have to wear those we uh we're catholic so well whether or not you're a poser now you are indeed a faker for being on the show so you can rub that in your sister's faces I'm calling them up yeah today so pop culture is one thing but occultism is another and beyond your psychic oppression have you sure long been interested in mystical weird otherworldly things or is that a newer thing or, or are you just totally like am I talking to a born again right now no I, um, <laughs> sorry for I, the I, accusation 
Yeah, geez, wow. <laughs> uh, definitely, I think that because I grew up Catholic and because like stuff in the occult was like so like bad, then it's like since I was little and since I was told it's like bad and like don't pay attention to this stuff and like you know, don't get your tarot cards read and don't you play with a Ouija board because then like, you know, you're going to have demons in your house and... You can't even say you know. Ouija board. You can't even say Ouija or tarot like just offhandedly, even if it's in a, you know, connecting it to pop culture, even if it's in a movie, they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously I was drawn to it then because it's like anything bad, anything you're not supposed to have... You got, I want it. I want why, that thing. If I ever have kids, I'm always going through in my head, like what, you know, how much of my you know, quote unquote coolness or whatever, the things I want them to be into, when do I show them those things? Because I fear that I'm just going to give birth to a jock, you know, or a total fucking narc. push narc. them away. <laughs> just give birth to some narc. <laughs> he comes out just with a little bad, baby yeah. narc. <laughs> He's calling the police at two. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not having kids, so I'm not going to worry about that. That is one way to avoid that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way. No way. I, no. <laughs> I'm not having them. I'm not even worrying about how I'm going to teach them about pop culture or fucking how to be cool. They can just figure it out. I do have a lot of friends' kids, and I will. I think if you're just cool... It's different Kids if they're not be your like you. kid. Yeah. 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 I had those, you know, adults in my life growing up that definitely pushed me in certain directions. Uh, I mean, even I grew up with divorced parents, so I lived with my mom, visited my dad. And every time I'd go with my dad, we would watch horror movies, you know, and I didn't see him enough for it to be like, oh, dad, like, what a fucking, you know, this is lame. It was kind of the opposite, hanging with my dad watching horror movies, Candyman, Species, like stuff I shouldn't how be old? seeing. Uh, how old? Probably, yeah, like 10, 9. Uh-huh. I remember, yeah. I remember the Candyman experience. I had to pick between my dad left me to be babysat by my stepbrother and stepsister, who were you know probably close to 10 years older than me. I had to pick between the Dennis the Menace movie or... Candyman, and in the end i don't even remember which one i picked to watch first because it didn't matter because dennis the menace is low-key scary as fuck do you remember that movie no christopher no. lloyd plays a child murderer he's like a vagrant that lives down by the river and eats beans out of a can with a knife <laughs> and he like haunts the local playground and that's who dennis the menace ends up really going up against so, yeah, that's maybe that kind of. And put there's me, murdered children in it, implied, like bodies. I think implied, kind of. You know how those. <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, Dennis the yeah. Menace, yeah, Candyman. Speaking of murdered children, I'm watching a lot of SVU right now too, which I don't know how that's helping me. <laughs> you ever watch Law and Order SVU? I I have, and I Help I love you get the, the winter. I love that Law and Order sound. Dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, the locker clothes or whatever. <laughs> Used to do that in, yeah. the, in the gym locker room. Hey, guys, what shows this? Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch any, do you watch any of the Law & Order? No, I stick to, if I'm going to watch crime, I watch true crime stuff. 
probably Forensic Files or you know, Born to Kill documentaries on uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just did like you watch Night Stalker? Stuff. I did. Yeah, I did. actually, me and last week's guest or last episode's guest, Toddy Tondera, talked about uh, Richard Ramirez, and he he said that Richard Ramirez taught him to use his window as an entry point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So shout outs, Toddy. Go check that episode out, Bakers. Uh, and, oh my gosh! Well, on that. Yeah. Sinister note on that <laughs> practical and sinister note at the same time, we are going to take a break and then I will be back with Emily Burnett to talk about Nick Nicktoons, baby. <laughs> See you in a bit. Abracadabra. Some of my favorite words are bologna. Bologna. It sounds like mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Mumbo jumbo. That's really weird. Nickelodeon. It's an old saying that magicians use. Nick is what you want. No, Nick is what I want. Yeah. It is. And we're back with Emily Burnett up in Michigan. And what are we talking about? We're talking about Nicktoons. Now, Fuck yeah. I know the answer to this, but I'm going to act like I don't. Emily Burnett, are you a fan of old Nickelodeon? Oh my God, I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah, tell me the love story with Nickelodeon. Um, well, I feel like, was there, like, I know that I watched Nickelodeon before Nicktoons, but, like, what the fuck did I even watch on there? Like, David the Gnome, maybe? Mm. Like, what was Nickelodeon before Nicktoons? Interestingly enough, I did research into the matter. <laughs> uh, and a lot, a lot stuff that I, I wasn't even aware of. Nickelodeon premiered in 1977, and until the late 80s, was just showing stuff that other companies had acquired. So you had what they called nickel flicks, which would just okay. be mashups of 30s and 40s live action short films. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, kind of playing on the whole Nickelodeon thing, what they used to call back in the day, was like nickel kids? theaters. No, I don't think so. I think it was. Or, I guess in the way that things were for ki- for kids in the 70s and 80s, like they didn't really know. They just threw spaghetti at the wall and saw what stuck. Uh, they also had Video Comic Book was the name of the show, which was just close-ups <laughs> of comic books with a voiceover reading the comic books. I had never heard of this. <laughs> never seen like, it. Whoa, I like comic books, and that sounds fucking boring. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> then they had. I'm sure you can find that today on the yeah, internet. Like, I'll Somebody just read doing a that. comic book. Like, you ever heard of a library? <laughs> uh, they also had game shows. Uh, most uh, notably, Double Dare was around in the 70s. Uh, not how we knew it, not featuring kids, featuring grown ups. Uh, I don't even know if there were physical oh. challenges or, you know, that cool ass fucking gauntlet that they ran at the end. 
And then sketch shows, what? which you might have heard of. You know, you can't do that on television. And Roundhouse. Mm-hmm. And then some live action stuff. You know, Hey Dude premiered in 89. But then it was... I loved Hey Dude. It was not till 1991 that Nicktoons became a thing. And that's when we got Doug, Rugrats, and the Ren and Stimpy show. And these were, unlike the 80s cartoons, which were sort of merchandise-driven, Transformers, G.I. Joes, you know, they were Mm kind of used to sell things. Mm -hmm. The people at Nickelodeon wanted these to be creator-driven. So people, you know, and you you get that with Doug, with Rugrats, and with the Ren and Stimpy show. Yeah. He's like, whoa, this is a vision. (laughs) These are particular. So before I go into, you know, some of the other shows we know and love, Doug, Rugrats, and the Ren and Stimpy show. What's what's Emily Burnett, little 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 kid Emily Burnett, wa- popping on? on what well, she I think. loved I loved Doug. You know, he is all of us. Mm-hmm. I think Douglas um, Yancey funny. I love Skeeter so much. Like what, Mosquito like, Valentine, like, as he says, you know, it's a family name. <laughs> Mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke I caught in a recent episode. It's like it's a family name. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wasn't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I mean. I wasn't allowed. I think, yeah. I some saw stuff's some recently of it. come out about the, like, one of the co-creators I know was, like, like a, like a pedophile or some shit. Like, really? Into it. Yeah. I think he had worked on some other things as well. Nickelodeon, as we get older, we're finding that there were some, I mean, when things are targeted towards kids it's going to attract like dangerous yeah. people but <laughs> that's actually I funny digress. this morning Ren and Stimpy I, <laughs> aside from all that fucking gross show uh boogers and like what was it like just like a tray of skin the or gross up close up yeah the pig <laughs> yeah the like pig faces Stimpy. yeah the gross up close up mm-hmm. so bad um Speaking of pedophiles, though, I read a thing this morning because I was like trying to look around like, what is a cult about these shows, you know? And I found something that was like put out by like a, by a Baptist church. And I was like, oh, they're going to know what's a cult <laughs> yeah, in Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole article was just that it's like Rugrats is like just like pedophile pornography. And I was like, you know, only like... A pedophile would think that. (laughs) Right. Like, the person writing this article is just, like, outing themselves and, like... Like, look at Tommy Pickle's head in that show. I have never seen a child with a head like that. They're cartoons. They're not... They're not representations of of real people. Yeah, leave it to... You know, we, we talk about that a lot in this show, just kind of, like, not all Christians, obviously. Hashtag not all Christians. But, uh... You know, just like those people, the the wet blanket, you know, religious, yeah. or, as I but sometimes it's like, call them, like, chill. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's just as like mystic and, occult, you know, it's like they use the same symbology and shit. Like, who are you trying to fool? Like, religion is like occultish. It started, it was all religions were started <laughs> by mystics. Were started by people yeah. that were doing some wild shit and like doing rituals and everything. So, yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, we, we get uh, uh, 1993 was when we get Rocco's Modern Life. 
1994, we get Ah, Real Monsters. 96, Hey Arnold and Kablam. 97, Angry Beavers. 98, Cat Dog and the Wild Thornberries. And this is starting to get towards where it was kind of like the end of me really watching cartoons. Uh, we get 99, we get SpongeBob and Rocket Power. And then 2001, we get Fairly Odd Parents and Invader Zim, which is kind of, that's where I, re I really think, you know, mm -hmm. that's where anything beyond that is not, I mean, they're Nicktoons, but sort of in name only. Yeah. And that's just, you know, my millennial showing, oops, but sorry, Gen Z, like, Rocket Power <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah, I never watched Rocket Power. I, d I honestly didn't even really get into SpongeBob that much. Oh, you haven't since? Um, not, no, I haven't. It feels like it should have come out in 91. Like, it, I think it is one of the, for as late as it came out, I think SpongeBob is one of the truest to, like, the Nicktoon form. Like it yeah. takes a yeah. lot from the Ren and Stimpy with like some gross stuff, some adult humor in there. But then even like with Rugrats and Doug, you get relatable characters. You know, SpongeBob is like one of the sweetest, most wholesome, yeah. like decent people, decent yeah. characters just ever. Yeah. Incredible character design, you know, a fucking kitchen sponge. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> sponge boy. SpongeBoy SquareMan. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that... <laughs> SpongeBoy was what he was supposed to be called? I read that somewhere. Oh, okay. I just thought you were like having an aneurysm or something. You're like, what is? Why did I ask around? No. Um, yeah, I don't. I. I. Maybe now's the time to get into SpongeBob. I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's I like ha it's, I haven't picked it up. You've probably seen SpongeBob memes. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I just need to like watch like a compilation of like all the best SpongeBob's. Real honestly, it's like the first three seasons that you are just great. Are incredible. Yeah. And so like my problem is sometimes it's like too like loud. You know, he's got that laugh. <laughs> How old are you? I'm thirty five. Too loud. <laughs> It's too loud. He's like, you know, I'm like my, yeah, my precious little ears like <laughs> screeching. I'm like, turn it ah. down. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't like, he is cute. I don't want to like get mad at him. So I just like keep a space between well, let's, us. Let's go back to a quieter <laughs> time. Uh, yeah. Rocco's Modern Life. Were you a fan of? I really liked Rocco, but again, I wasn't allowed to watch it. Mm. I think my parents, you know, saw that. I probably watched a few episodes and they were like, what are you watching? Because he was like, I don't know, like talking on phone sex lines and <clears> doing all kinds of weird stuff. And Well, interestingly enough, talk about things you're not supposed to watch because uh, Viacom owned Nickelodeon and they also owned MTV. And when with the success of particularly Rugrats was really like the big one from those initial three, they pushed MTV to start doing their own original animations. And out of that, you get like Aeon Flux, uh, but also something I definitely wasn't allowed to watch, Beavis and Butthead, which I'm sure you weren't allowed to watch any MTV if you weren't allowed no. to watch Rugrats, <laughs> a show about babies. I was allowed to watch Rugrats. Okay. I wasn't okay. allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, but yeah, no, no MTV. 
No. No MTV. No. His name's Butthead. No That's bad. <laughs> yeah, but my sisters weren't allowed to watch it either, but they would sneak it. So I'd see it too. I would just mm-hmm. like then in turn see it. Do, do you remember what channel it was? No. What number? No. 16. No, maybe like 25. Okay. I love, those are great questions to ask people. Like what channel was it? Cause you had the, uh, <laughs> I had the like, you know, the automatic thumb on the remote. Like you go through, you're like three, five, five, one, you know, like yeah, hitting yeah. all of them. And yeah, MTV, <laughs> you had to kind of keep your button finger on that previous channel yeah. button, you know, make sure you don't. Like when mom comes in, what you watching in there? Oh, just uh, oh yeah, no, just uh, C-SPAN <laughs> <laughs> again. Just a normal afternoon. Just <laughs> that would really what our scare senators that. are up to. That's scarier. Yeah. If I walk in, this hypothetical kid I'm having, if I walk in and he's not watching something I don't approve of, and he's watching fucking C-SPAN, like okay, <laughs> like we gotta, we're throwing all of your clip-on ties out intervention yeah right now here's put these sunglasses on okay you know, we're slicking your hair back we're getting dirty okay we're gonna put some baseball cards in the spokes of your bike all right and now <laughs> now uh flip me off <laughs> well done all right well this seems like as good a time as any to take a break but when we come back <laughs> We will be talking more in depth as to the occult connections within Nicktoons, so stay tuned. Welcome to Heck, a friendly community. I am the Dark Underlord. The Prince of Doom, the King of Eternal Torment. I am fear. I am evil. They call me Peaches. Peaches? Would you let me finish? You will rot in torment forever. <laughs> And we're back with Emily Burnett talking Nicktoons and occult connections. Well, with Nicktoons, there's some obvious shows with occult leanings, like Our Real Monsters, about you know, a group mm-hmm. of monsters learning how to be good monsters. I'm looking at you, Pixar. You fucking ripped them off with Monsters, <laughs> Inc. Say it. You did it. Uh, the Fairly Odd Parents, about, you know, godparents who are fairies. Uh, and then Invader Zim, you know, about a wishes he was better at what he did, Invader Alien. Uh, <laughs> but those, all of those shows could kind of have their own episode, and I would love uh-huh. to do that in the future. And then there's also some obviously occult characters throughout different series. You have in SpongeBob, you have the Flying Dutchman, you know, kind of the, the, green, uh, the green pirate ghost. With a, he has a handbag marked Souls, which I, I thought was sweet. And he has pigtails. Very good character. Uh, you also have Peaches from Rocco's Modern Life. Now, you were not familiar with Peaches until... No. Uh, I watched the clip you sent You did. Me. Okay, yes. Peaches is 
pretty much a stand-in for the devil. He is ruler of Heck, and he doesn't have horns on his head. He has udders. Very, very, <laughs> yeah. very Rocco's Modern Life. Very like, what? Like, I'm, this is kind of disturbing, but I don't know why. Uh, peaches, yeah. And then you I love. Could I? Could yeah, I? I loved yeah. in in that clip you sent me how you know Heifer he dies, he chokes or whatever, and he's like going up to heaven, and he's a cow, and heaven is like a hamburger. <laughs> it's like he's this cow. Heaven's a hamburger. Which is also yeah, it's like you're gonna eat your own like, fucking what does kind. That mean? Yeah. Also yeah, Heifer's and then he cow. goes down to hell, and then he goes down to hell, and then what the heck? Peach. Heck. Mm-hmm. Peaches has udders on his head <laughs> yeah, oh okay that maybe that maybe he's like yeah like it's like ca- maybe it's like cow hell yeah that makes sense heck 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 dang sorry sorry <laughs> but then we also have from kablam which we didn't really get into uh the the variety type cartoon show uh we have prometheus of prometheus and bob now this was a claymation group it was or a claymation uh, series of shorts with mm-hmm. Prometheus being the an alien making first contact it seems with the cavemen you know and ancient mm-hmm. aliens come to life uh, <laughs> and I sent you yeah I found like an hour and a half worth of these shorts they were all of it yeah and fakers do yourself a favor because these are really really funny it's kind of just a the recurring gag of Prometheus is trying to get Bob, the caveman, to make a wheel or go fishing or do these... Learn to box. Learn to box. <laughs> yeah. And he is you know, lovably... Human skills. Yes. And Bob never quite gets it. And he's very childlike and pure. Meanwhile, there is a monkey who outsmarts the both of them and... It really is just a gem among mm-hmm. you know Nicktoon. Uh, it held up. It did I, hold we up. Were, I was laughing. I was laughing out loud. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. There's no actual words. You either have like no. Prometheus, yeah, who's just get, um, get over here, <laughs> and then Bob is just. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bob. Uh, Prometheus and Bob. Yeah, but. I wanted to focus more on sort of less obvious occult series and less obvious episodes. So I'm going to run through three here, and these are going to be uh, from, like I said, the earlier run of Nicktoons. So we're going to start with Doug Bags a Nematode, episode one of season one of Doug, the very first episode. Douglas Yancey Funny. He's, he's moving. He's moving to Bluffington uh, along with his dog, Porkchop. He meets the new neighbor, Mr. Dink, uh, who loves very expensive things, <laughs> who shows him a documentary about the town of Bluffington in order for him to find out, out, find out about the Honker Burger, the, the local eatery. But in that documentary, you see the mayor reference the myth of the nematode down at uh, Stinson's Pond. Cut to the Honker Burger. Doug goes there to meet some new friends, and he meets Skeeter, you know, uh, but he also meets Roger Klotz, mm. the, uh, the big green bacon-haired mean <laughs> man, mean boy. 
who <laughs> with suede shoes with suede shoes he does say you got ketchup on my new suede suit suede shoes funny uh terrible roger impression uh, i'm sorry good. i'm sorry no, fictional character but that and he tells them uh much like when i was growing up i went camping and i was told to go snape hunting and they would be like take this bag and go in the woods and make this funny noise because the snapes you know and all the like you're like okay yeah i want these you know the i want yeah. all the dads to approve of me so you're doing it until you eventually <laughs> hear them laughing at you and you come back you catch any snapes and you're just like i know what's going on here but that's pretty much what happens roger takes yeah. doug to the swamp to the pond uh Tells him to, you know, spread his legs, flap his arms, and give the uh, standard nematode call. Kalukuku. Kalukuku. <laughs> yeah. uh, he ends up, pork chop, his dog, ends up falling in the mud and appearing to Roger, who's been stationed nearby to make fun of Doug. Uh, Roger thinks he's a nematode. He says to Doug, are you saying I don't know what a nematode looks like? Uh <laughs> But yeah, suffice it to say, just kind of an episode about urban legends and cryptids. The very mm-hmm. first episode of Doug. Uh, mm-hmm. Were there any similar type of like urban legends or anything you grew up hearing? That's what I was, I was trying to think of it. I don't have anything like, I don't think my anybody ever told me to hunt a, a snipe um, or a snape. Snape, what is yeah. it? I don't even know, yeah. <laughs> um, snape, snipe. I might be a snipe. I think it is a snipe. Snape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my, one of my older sis, like, I get, this is all I could think of. One of my older sisters told me and my other sister, Stephanie, that, um, they keep dead bodies in water towers. So for a long time, I was like positive that <laughs> they kept <laughs> dead bodies in water towers. And if like enough toilets, to fill a water tower, you're saying, not just like, like that's just a couple bodies like that's just where they put them i think like you know before i even understood like death or burial or anything like that i thought that you put dead bodies in the water towers and that's what the water towers were for (laughs) i love that i'm never gonna look at a water tower the same again (laughs) um also keep in mind like my my sister who told me this she was probably like seven at the time telling like her little my older sister, her little sister, who was like six. It's like a seven-year-old telling this little six-year-old there's dead bodies in there. She also told us that sharks live in blue toilet water, which my aunt had, so I wouldn't use the bathroom at her house for years. And my sister, my sister, who was like seemingly very young, she, she told us that. But my oldest sister's got in trouble for it because mm. my parents didn't believe that small little Libby could think of such things. You were, you were a little Doug, weren't you? I was a little Doug, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to Rugrats. And mm-hmm. I decided to focus on the episode Mirrorland, which is where mm-hmm. Tommy... Uh, well, it's a cool episode that it actually starts with Grandpa watching a documentary on Atlantis, which I found interesting. And then, yeah, Dee Dee, the mother, brings home a looking glass, a big mirror she found, obviously trying to invoke Alice in Wonderland. Uh, she bought it from Cold and Oldies. Grandpa says, <laughs> yeah. 
golden oldies? She says, no, Colden oldies, the new <laughs> frozen yogurt antique shop that opened up downtown. <laughs> uh, man, Rugrats is better when you're older. But then Chucky, you know, kind of just like, oh, they're like, what is this? And Tommy's cowardly little, cowardly little friend Chucky is like, oh, that's, you know, a mirror that takes you to mirror land. And Tommy kind of yes ands Chucky with, yeah, that's where dogs walk humans and birds swim and, and fish, fish can fly. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you can't get into mirror world because your mirror self is blocking the way. But Tommy, using his favorite ball, distracts mirror Tommy and gets in. Chucky follows him as well. But then mm-hmm. they're frightened to find a very strange world because... Among the things Dee Dee got at cold and oldies, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get old, uh, is just like a box of mystery mystery stuff. And in it, uh, yeah. Gran- Grandpa finds some wigs that he's trying on. <laughs> yeah. Dee Dee finds a tutu, which causes her, as she's putting it on, to lose her glasses, which are then found by the dog, Spike, who also found a removable beard <laughs> so as tommy and you know chucky are trying to navigate mirror the the what is it mirror world or mirror land mirror land mirror land uh, yeah they come across these these alternates and you know thinking that grandpa they think grandpa grandpa might be mean we got to get away from him and and mom's a robot because she's you know walking funny in her ballet slippers uh, and like she really squeezed into that like she, did. she like She's like, I'm putting on this tutu. <laughs> she did. I'm putting on the shoes. She squeezed in. Uh, but then <laughs> Tommy and Chucky cry out, move over, mirror boys. We're coming through. And they go back through the mirror, back to the real world. Uh, very memorable episode. I remembered it. As soon as I knew what we were talking about for this episode, I was like, oh, that Mirrorland episode from Rugrats. Uh did you have any sort of fascination with mirrors as a kid? Did you ever think things along these lines or any secret worlds for that matter that you might have, you know, believed existed? Um, yes. I think, you know, all kids are obsessed with secret worlds. You want to like, like magic is real when you're a kid. Not that it's not now, but it's so much harder to find mm-hmm. it, you know? And when you're a kid, it's just like, everything's magic because you don't know how anything fucking works. So you're like, my food's just cooked and my house is just cleaned and, you know, like, it's just magic. And, um, but like, definitely alternate universes that can, you know, maybe, because it's like the grass is always greener too. So maybe if I'm having a problem with my mom and, you know, I just got to get out of here and if I could just go through this mirror and, you know, get to this different world or if I were a my my long lost twin who <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> who my mom never told me about but if we could just switch places again and i could go live in that um yeah secret world with my fucking what the fuck am i even talking about i mean i could see in your yes. eyes you're there now <laughs> so yeah i guess it's less a question for childhood emily and more a question for adult emily <laughs> where yeah it doesn't like I... loud noises uh, yeah, right now I wish that I could go to a different secret world for sure. Just to like go anywhere else. Just to 
Well, speaking of secret worlds and, uh, you know, further paranormal strangeness, like, is that a transition? I don't know. I'm still working on them, folks. Leave me alone. <laughs> but our final episode I wanted to talk about was The Haunted Train uh, from Hey Arnold. Arnold and Gerald, the two, you know, main kids from the show, uh, Arnold and his best friend Gerald, are bored. So Arnold's grandpa is like, oh, didn't I ever tell you about when I worked at the the rail station and, you know, old engine 25, the haunted train. <laughs> uh, the engineer went mad and drove his train off the tracks. They never saw him again. Some say he drove it to, you know. <laughs> and every year on the anniversary of the crash, the train returns to pick up unsuspecting passengers. And he tells them how... They're drawn on to the train by a blinding white light and how it hypnotizes them and a strong smell overpowers them as well as horrible ear-splitting music. And they enter the zone of darkness and are greeted by the red-hot demon himself. And that's a quote. I guess they just didn't want to, <laughs> want to invoke Satan like too much. <laughs> but basically, yeah, Helga shows up, you know, who's secretly obsessed with Arnold and, you know, saying who eat all that all that ghost stuff. She says, I want physical evidence, infrared photography, ectoplasmic samples, visible energy fields, which I just loved that they included <laughs> some legit paranormal <laughs> study stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, they go to the old train station. Engine 25 shows up. You know, they're, they seem to be drawn on by a bright light. They smell sulfur. It smells like fire and brimstone. And there's some ear splitting like accordion music playing over the <laughs> playing over the speakers and then it finally arrives to their fiery destination but what is it but a steel mill steel it's mill. a late night train to the steel mill the sulfur so is obvious. in the steel mill the lights are just because the train's old and the music turned out to be the conductor playing the accordion an he accordion says, oh, he says i guess you're not a fan of the polka uh, I feel like many... is he like playing it over the speaker too? Like I guess like, yeah. Everybody on the train's got to hear this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's a twist ending that you know after they're they get picked up at the train station or they get picked up at the still mill by Grandpa and they're like, oh, you know, I guess that story wasn't real. And Grandpa's like, oh, well, I never said that. And then it the camera pans to uh, the train now going, but what sits in front of the train but a ghostly engineer. And he's singing a song. And it's actually a pretty fucking cool song. It's like a bluesy tune with, he's got this really deep baritone voice. Mm -hmm. And I just have some of the lyrics here. Uh, is, <laughs> and he's playing the accordion. And he's playing also. the accordion, yes, yes. And he says, Sometimes late at night you can hear the whistle wail with a spooky, screechy sound like a wheel gone off the rail. And up in the smoky clouds you can almost recognize the ghost of a crazy engineer with fiery cinder eyes. Pretty fucking Sweet. cool. Pretty fucking yeah. cool. But, uh, you know, that's uh, Nicktoons occultism for you. Yeah. So, you know. Do you think that the, the real engineer on the train was, like, possessed by the ghost engineer, and that's why they both play the accordion? It really does, yeah, beg some questions. I, I, I like to think something like that. Yeah, maybe something is going on that is a little more ephemeral. Like, we don't exactly know. There are more questions than answers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Emily, for being on the show. Yeah. I want to, do you think, um, I was thinking about it, I feel like Helga's kind of a, she's like kind of a witchy, 
character. You're right. There, hey, Arnold does she feature. She has a whole shrine. Shrine to Arnold. She gives the offerings. She fucking puts on a headdress and yeah. like dances around. Oh yeah, there. I mean, there's does like rituals. I mean, totally. She's we, pretty witchy. We could do this <laughs> again. We'll have to do a follow-up episode and explore some of the characters, maybe some of their proclivities. But yeah. Yes. Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening, and thank you, Emily, for being on the show. Now, is there anything you'd like to promote or any way that the fakers can find you if they are so inclined? Or do you want to um, remain a secret? Yeah, I really don't have anything to promote, and I don't really have anywhere to find me. So just good luck, and if you see me, say hi. <laughs> if you're ever in Michigan. If you're in Detroit, whole, and, yeah. yeah, and you're yep, in Detroit area, you know. I'm here and you gotta, I'm not going to tell you my address. So you just got to find me. Wow. That's a challenge. Yeah. Sounds like a challenge. Well, good luck <laughs> listeners, fakers, please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to this shit. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at fake ritual and on Twitter at fake ritual blog. Email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com with any spooky stories or just anything that you think might get you on the show, because I'll read it, and then you'll be fake or famous. And also don't forget to visit <laughs> www.fakeritual.com. Haven't updated it in a while, but I like to see the numbers. And there's some old articles I wrote, and just like little Easter eggs hidden throughout. But having said all that, Emily, would you join me in telling the fakers to go fake themselves? I'd love to. Okay. One, two, three. Go, go fake, fake yourself. Can we do it again? <laughs> I'll link it up. I'll link it up. Don't worry. All right, fakers. Fake you later. Thanks again for listening. The show is produced by me, Lucas Sloppy. The intro is provided by Will Marshall with music in part by Johnny Arlett. And thanks again for bearing with me through these technical difficulties. And remember, folks, we never know what's inside those big old water towers. Bye.